Hey guys, on today's episode of the Career Packs podcast, this is the hardest episode that I've ever had to make because I'm kind of exposing myself here, putting out all my insecurities out there into the world. I don't know how this is going to be received, but this was definitely one of the toughest episodes that I have ever done. And yeah, I don't really know what to think about it or what words to say, but the only thing that I can say is, you know, just stick around to the end. Hope you guys enjoy and, you know, just, just let's get into it. Hey, what's up, people of the internet? Welcome back to the Career Packs podcast. My name is Neil Patel. I'm the host of this podcast. And on this pod, I combine creativity and impact and hope to give a little bit more than I can get. What's up? Never in my life. Well, eventually in my life I would have, but I didn't think I would make an episode about this as soon as I am making this. But you know what? It is time. With a couple days before uh, before my birthday, I think it is time that I finally, I finally talk about this. Because as much as I can try and hide it, not really talk about it, or make it seem like it doesn't affect me, it does. I don't know how long this episode is going to be. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make it through this entire episode without, I don't know, getting emotional or just talking about something that I shouldn't. However, it is something I've actively been trying to beat out of my life in recent years by fixing the insecurities that I have with myself. So I want to talk about my journey of being way too dramatic, overdramatic, white lies, and insecurities. I guess this does start off with needing some context. You, the listener, first off, if you are listening to this and if you do all the way, make it all the way to the end, I do just want to say I appreciate you from right now. Because these are things that I I share, but probably not to the extent or as deep as I will in this episode. I don't even I don't know how long it'll be. But let's start with the definition of overdramatic, like I always like to with a simple Google search. It just means excessively dramatic or exaggerated. I looked a little bit deeper, scrolled a little bit down after I did some after I did the Google search, and it said people who are dramatic can be hard to be around because they tend to overreact make small issues into major crises, what crises or major crisis, and the way that people who are dramatic respond to minor and major problems can make other people feel stressed and uneasy. And when I read that, I was like, this is something I've noticed myself doing a lot in my life. Maybe not as much recently, but I know I did this a lot in past years for a big portion of my life. And it's really been in the past five, six months, ever since I started this podcast, that has really made me turn myself around because I don't want to be this type of person anymore. It's not the type of image that I want to create, the type of reputation that I want to have. And it's probably the reason why I have the type of relationship that I have with myself. And I don't like to allow too many people into my life that can take away my energy and my time or just the things that I'm trying to do with my life. And when I think personally about being overdramatic, I mean like overselling yourself when telling a story, which, and these are all things that I tend to do sometimes. Overselling yourself in a story, making something seem so much more worse than it is, over exaggerating things that are good that did happen to you, making them seem a lot more better or a lot more good for you, not fully telling the story in a manner that it, that it actually happened, adding in little details, adding in a couple of things, a few bits and pieces that may have not 
happen to give the story or statement a little bit more of an oomph <laughs> so it sounds better to whoever I'm talking to. And I can't like it, it explain in words the amount this frustrates me because these are the things that when this mic turns off, his camera turns off, and when I'm late at night just sitting, hanging out, trying to go to sleep, whatever, these are the things that sit in my head. The little things, the little um, truths that I'm not telling myself or the things I'm trying to run from. Although the past five months, I feel like I have grown a lot mentally. There's always work that needs to be done. The more I've reflected over, like I said, the past five months and kind of in, uh, kind of understanding what my life has been over the past four or five years and realizing how often I do this, it has been something that I catch myself doing more than I'd like. And it's become concerning, like semi-concerning for me. And it is a very, very vulnerable thing to talk about, man. I, I will probably sound super uncomfortable talking about this a lot, but I don't give a fuck because I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. Okay. And it's super vulnerable for me because I want to know why, why, like why, why do I act in that way? Why don't I tell the story the way it is and feel the need to add in all these other things that didn't happen in order to get a better emotional validation from someone else? Like for example, making someone laugh a little bit more, making someone feel a little bit more emotional getting a better group reaction when you're in social environments, being a little bit louder, more adding in more movement with your hands, acting like it's a very, very big deal, the way I express myself to others. It's like little white lies. And I guess, I mean, I don't know, what I, the definition of a white lie, what is a white lie a harmless or here we go a lie about a small or unimportant matter that someone tells to avoid hurting another person yeah i guess that's kind of it but i guess the hurting the other person in the sense is like myself i don't want to hurt my ego i guess i'll give you guys a couple of examples creating unnecessary drama that i have within certain conversations or like confronting someone with something that just doesn't sit right with me when I know I could just like shut up and just move on, always wanting attention. I'll get into a little bit later the, the three reasons that I've kind of crafted as to why I have done this to myself, why I occasionally continue to do it. But this whole narrative of creating drama, wanting attention has been very, very saddening for me something that i've i need to work through another one is when i describe what someone was doing or said to me i would tell them something in a way that made sure their interest peaked adding in little things like dude oh my god this was the wildest thing ever or yeah that's what he always says that's just how he is or just i don't know overly exaggerating everything i don't even know if whatever i'm saying right now to you guys is actually making any sense but if this is something that anyone can relate to or anyone sees other people doing, I just want to know why. Okay, why? Or another one, making my job description sound a lot cooler than it is. I won't tell them about this podcast or this content stuff that I'm doing. The thing that I actually fucking like, the thing that I actually 
feel like I found some sort of direction in. But when someone asks, you know, what I do for work, I would just tell them, oh, I'd work in, I work in tech or I work in sales. Or, I work as an enterprise account executive and I sell services to small businesses, mid-market companies and enterprise companies as well. And just trying to make myself sound so much more impressive than like what it really is. And not to say that my job isn't cool or the thing that I do is lame or whatever. I find it valuable. I find it interesting at days sure is there days where it like sucks and i don't like it yeah but it's like not all that it's really mid okay it really is mid but the way i describe it to someone it's i try to do it in a way that makes me seem so much more better so much more impressive and act like i'm doing so many more good things than i probably am now that i've laid that foundation to let you guys know those little examples or what this whole problem is for me in the first place, I've thought about three answers that I've crafted as to why I feel like I do this. And this is where I think it'll get a little bit hard for me. So please bear with me. The first one, and this this one isn't that bad, but it's, I feel like I, be, um, I have these like certain insecurities to get external validation or be over dramatic. So firstly, genuinely make conversations interesting. I don't know if this is just a cop-out answer. It may be, but there are times where there are just generally uninteresting people, and I feel the need to make up stories in order to amuse them and get them to actually open up. Sometimes I would spice up uh, uh, like a conversation, say something out of left field, make something or say something that is worth interesting. I would tell a story about something or I would share an experience that maybe has two or three small parts that aren't entirely true, but it makes the story very fucking good. If any of my close friends are listening to this, you guys can probably relate or not relate, but you guys can maybe think of some experiences where I have done this. Maybe you can't. I don't know. I genuinely don't. When conversations, to me, are boring and they don't fit my level of interestingness or I just don't really care about it, I try to illuminate the room and I try to illuminate the person that I'm talking to by telling a story or an experience. And the thing that I'm talking about, let's let's whatever story or experience that I am sharing, let's say it is true and there is truth to whatever it is that I'm saying, I would still, still add in details that are just not true to over dramify the story or the experience or the fact or the thing that I'm going through in order for people to really reciprocate my level of energy or for them to understand it a little bit better or for them to give me a better emotional reaction or be like, oh my gosh, Neil, that's so cool. I didn't know you knew that. Or wow, that's so cool what you're doing to kind of feed my ego, feed myself to feel good and act as if it is so much better and I am so much more higher than others. And I don't, I don't like that. I don't like telling those little white lies. Those little white lies are the things that eat me up the fucking most. Cause it's like, for what am I not worth just telling the truth? Am I not worth just being honest? I am. And I don't know why I continue to tell those little fucking lies. Cause they, cause they, Although they may seem unimportant to me or that like those are little shits that don't affect me as a human being that don't affect the end result, they do. And I can't hide from that anymore. I can't keep telling myself those lies. 
my loneliness, my level of being alone with myself the past five months has really increased. And I, like I said a little bit earlier, I really don't like it when I let unnecessary energy into my life. And the only people I like letting into my life or like-minded individuals that keep conversations interesting that I can actually sit down, talk to them, be open, be vulnerable, and not even give myself a chance to start doing this little overdramatic shit, telling these little white lies that aren't getting me anywhere. Okay, the next thing. This is the thing that, you know, I'm kind of scared to talk about, but like I said, guys, I'm going to keep fucking talking about it um, anyway is um, covering up for all the insecurities that I have. That is that is one of the reasons that I feel like as to why I am overdramatic. And I have validation-seeking um, wants. We all have insecurities. So I thought I would share mine. My entire life, my entire life, ever since I could remember, probably back dating back to like the age of 10 or 11 years old, it has been hectic. And when I say hectic, I mean situations at home have been hectic. I don't know how much I want to talk about this or how much I want to share or put this out there publicly. But sometimes, this is all I'll say, sometimes even your own family can be your biggest enemy sometimes. They can be the biggest trainers of your own mental health. The things that happen within your own family can cause a lot of pain and life situations that you did not ask for. But sometimes that's just a card and that is the deck that that is those are the hands that you are dealt with. They just happen. So you take those punches and you keep it pushing. That is why I am here today the way I am. I'm proud of myself for pushing through certain situations, certain life situations that have happened. However, I do know that this is a part of the journey. This is a part of growth. This is something else I'll say. Because like I said, I, I want to be open and I want to put this out there. I want it to be deep, but not also too deep to the point where I'm like kind of outing the types of problems that my family used to have. There have been nights where, you know, I would be literally right here in this corner. This, this, well, this is going to be audio only version, but, or I don't know, fuck it. I might make it a video version. I don't fucking know. But this back, the corner behind me, this studio, this little podcast space that I'm recording this at right behind me, like four feet behind me. There have been so many nights where I just sit there crying in the corner of this room late night, literally 11 at night, midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., you name it. There have been so many times where the corners of this home have been my place of shelter to just sit there and cry alone, crawled up like a little fucking ball, contemplating not wanting to be alive, asking myself, why did God give me this life? Having second thoughts on the path that I'm on, why I'm doing it, having to break up arguments, going for a drive, crying while I'm driving, late night therapy sessions with friends about why my life is the way it is. And all of that is like, it was my reality. And, you know, sometimes it still happens. I'm not going to front and act like that's completely gone because it isn't. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It's 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 there. Okay. Those nights have been there. All the pain, all the suffering that happened within those 
times, all those years, all the memories, all the moments that are ingrained into my fucking brain are sometimes the reason why I act the certain way, certain ways that I do to seem worthy of being cared about or validated by the things that I say, the things that I do, the type of life that I want to create. I have kind of craved for that acceptance, that feeling like I am enough, that I have done enough, or that I am doing the thing that will make others kind of appreciate me for who I am as a person. But this past five months, it's made me realize that like all of that comes from within. I am grounded and I'm rooted in the, the, the value that I can give this world. And I know that there's just more inner work that needs to be done in order to get over insecurities, get, get over these insecurities, right? Telling these dumb little white lies that aren't true, being honest, being truthful, seeking truth is what's important to me. I guess that was kind of like a hint to my third reason for why I have done all these things is to seem worthy of being cared about and validated by the things that I say. Hence why I may be overdramatic, be attention-seeking, be over-exaggerative, just to seem more interesting and impress the people around me. Some may exaggerate things that you know they've actually experienced or make them up completely in order to seem more appealing or more amusing. I am that person sometimes. And I was a lot in the future or in the, <laughs> in the past. Okay. And this seems like the most, I feel like this seems like the most logical explanation as to why all humans are naturally inclined to attract the attention of others it's to feel validated by the things that they say and you know it's kind of tough to admit that but part of me knows that it's the truth i like sometimes having the attention on me and being the talker being the one that can entertain now that i'm saying it out loud it makes me realize that how selfish i was for a very long period of my life because all my life, I never felt enough. It was always trying to chase the shadow of my sister and my other friends and just trying to be someone that some just trying to be the person that feels like they will be enough once they do all these things and making the decision to leave college early to pursue something different. It, it taking two to three years until I even started and took an at bat with this podcast and this podcast has been the biggest blessing for me because these past five months I've just now started to understand the value that I can bring other people the people in my own personal life because someone on the other side of this mic is hopefully listening and can feel the understanding that I am a human being I'm just a normal kid. I'm just a normal human being trying to spread positivity into this world, be honest, share their struggles, and hopefully be a beacon of light and relatability to any young person out there who needs someone to let them know that they are not lost and that they are on the right path. They are smart enough. They have value. They can do whatever it is that they 
put their mind to. This podcast is just a is just a diary of my daily journey, my thoughts, my accumulations of knowledge and whatever the fuck it is that you guys want to call it, man, because I don't know. Something happens when I just sit here. Some days words don't come out. Some days things don't make sense. Maybe most days they don't make sense if we're being frank. Yet I continue to do it. Yet I still spend hours on end every day coming here, sitting down and just doing it. So this entire shtick of me being overdramatic and telling these little white lies to make things seem a lot better or worse than they may be is just a reflection of my own inner pain, insecurities, and trying to make myself seem more impressive to others than need be. I was on Quora. And I literally just typed in, why am I, why am I always overdramatic? And I found this very, very in-depth answer that hit me like a ton of bricks. So I'm going to read it. It says, drama is a symptom, a symptom of childhood. If you participate on any level, you feed a monster who is trapped in a time wrap, but escapes every so often. That monster is determined to suck you into his or her own personal self-esteem issues, aka drama, that were never resolved. It is an ego gone wild trying to right some wrong that you need to see contextually with its origins rooted in the past. Drama persons thrive on attention, but that's because they learn to feel invisible and unimportant. This is where the drama comes from. They are merely trying to convince themselves by trying to convince you that they matter. They are blind to the feelings of others and have failed to develop the coping skills necessary for an adult life. Call it arrested development call it a failure to grow up and evolve but underneath it all they have yet to outgrow or dispel whatever negative feelings they learn to believe about themselves the sad part is that if their behavior weren't such a turnoff there would be plenty of reasons to have compassion for them which ironically is what they really need to heal their wounds and move on whether it is from believing they are not loved not good enough not wanted or accepted an internal narrative developed almost always unconscious that plays out when memories of those feelings are triggered and or come to the surface. In that process, they exhaust everyone in the present by replaying whatever story they are telling themselves from their pasts, and so they act out. Despite their efforts to involve you, there's nothing you can do to change them because changing them means trying to change personal histories, which is not possible. It's done. It's over. So don't try. You'll exhaust yourself. Each drama person must decide for him or herself to embark on a road of self-awareness and growth. If he or she doesn't, the will to remain stuck is impenetrable. The only thing you can do is manage yourself, which is where doing nothing comes into play. Know how to draw a line. Know when to walk away. And don't be afraid to say that the drama scene doesn't work for you. That choice is yours to make. And when you do, they will disengage, they will disengage from the behavior, at least with you. They have to. You've left them with no alternative. That is a statement that I read multiple times and it is it's it's kind of beaming in my head right now because there's so much to break down in there. But the part that really I mean, I guess this whole thing, but it says but the part where it was like whether it is from believing they're not loved, not good enough, not wanted or accepted an internal narrative developed almost always unconscious. So that part unconscious, right? Our unconscious mind is not. It's, it hasn't been tapped into, like our unconscious mind is developed between the ages of two and six. And in order for us to like go back into that level of our mind, it, it has to be done through sitting in silence, meditating, and some sort of awareness exercises. When we are aware, firmly aware of the thing that we are doing to ourselves or the thing that we are doing to others, our specific actions, 
that is the only way that we'll feel some sort of either resentment, some sort of regret or a guiltiness that whatever we are doing is it is not the right thing and is not in accordance to our values and our morals. I've learned that it is strictly about awareness, awareness of the thing that you are doing and awareness requires you to be present. And in order to be present, you have to get out of your head from focusing on the past and focusing on the future. So that big statement that I read, it is, like I said, hit me like a truck, ton of bricks, and there is no one coming to help me. There is no one coming to help you on the other side of listening to this. There is no one coming to help you. Only you can help you. And I've learned that the hard way by losing friends, almost ruining an amazing relationship. And I am blessed. I am blessed to be in this relationship because I have almost messed it up multiple times. And another way I've learned this the hard way is by losing myself. I lost myself for years, a very long time. Just now I am becoming more aware, a little bit more self-aware of the things that need to be done in order for me to really grow. This podcast is an important one, taking care of my health, taking care of my mind, and it is a work in progress, guys. I'm not going to sit here and act like the past 150 days have been pretty. There's been long days, hard days, but you keep showing up, and this is just like the story of my life. It genuinely is. It's just a story of constantly failing, constantly not keeping promises to myself, not respecting myself, and still amongst all that i i can't act like telling other people and guiding other people isn't doing you guys a disservice and myself a disservice when i myself aren't doing the same thing like i can't like i, I got to practice what i preach and i preach all of this like positivity fun stuff all that good stuff and i do and i genuinely believe in all these things but implementing everything that i talk about has to come first. It has to come first. And it is kind of a sense of accountability, knowing that, dude, you just said this yesterday, but you're doing the exact same thing that you told other people not to do today. How does that make you feel? That doesn't, that probably doesn't make you feel good. And it doesn't, it doesn't. So yes, I've been vocal about it. I'm being vocal about it right now. And this, and Let's see where I'm at. Let's see where I'm at six months from now, a year from now. Once this entire podcasting journey is done, we'll see where I'm at. Because self-esteem increases by you just keeping promises to yourself. Whatever my past has been, whatever quote-unquote traumatic experiences that I've been through, they can't be the reason to blame for me to tell these little white lies, be overdramatic and all that. And I guess I'm kind of now like delving into something that isn't even fucking related to this topic at all. But these insecurities that I feel of constantly needing to be validated, being overdramatic, seeking attention, I don't like them. That's why the more I've looked inward, the more I've spent more time with myself, I'm realizing all these things. I'm gaining a lot more awareness of the the shit that just doesn't serve me and that it it's like the false narratives that I've created in my head about how to gain validation or how to respect myself or how to feel respected or feel appreciated. They're just not true because all of that genuinely, it comes within myself. It comes within 
the work that I do, the sense of accomplishment that I feel, the sense of relief that I feel, the sense of um, purpose that I feel from doing the thing that I do every single day, that is the actual hard work, the earned respect, the respect that comes with you putting in the reps, putting in the time, hours, and effort into your craft, something that you actually love. The realist resume of someone is their catalog of all of their suffering. This is a great quote that I heard by Naval Ravikant. The realist resume of someone is their catalog of all their suffering. And I right now am putting out a catalog of my suffering. However you guys want to depict me, however you guys want to categorize me, put me in X bucket, do it. Because that is the only way for me to maybe crawl out of the bucket that you guys are putting me in and crawl into the one that, you know, fits your agenda, doesn't fit your agenda, whatever. But the bucket that I'm trying to be in is one of showing my truest self and showing my vulnerabilities, things that I fucking struggle with. Okay. So yeah, this has probably been the toughest episode I've ever had to do. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. It's you guys are a part of my healing journey. You guys genuinely are. And this podcast, it is my therapy. It is my outlet to express myself, connect with the world, the videos I make as well. It has been the best five months of my life as a remembrance to put myself and my healing first. No one else, no time should be gone to unnecessary things that aren't serving me because I'm just going to take it one day at a time and fuck, now that this is out there, now that my insecurities are fucking out there, it feels good to get it off my chest and let people know the truth that. Some days I don't practice what I preach. Some days I do seek validation. Some days I do care about what other people think. Some days I do second guess myself. Some days I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Some days are very, very hard. They're anxiety, anxiety filled, depressive, negative thoughts. But you, I get myself out of it and I'm doing a better job at that. And I've gotten myself out of it by this podcast, looking inward, spending more time with myself, managing my relationships in a in a better way than I used to, being grateful, taking care of my health a little bit more, and just being more aware of it. So, yeah, if you guys have any thoughts on this, if you guys want to chime in, <laughs> let me know what you guys thought. Feel free to reach out to me, man. I don't got to plug it. It's all in the, de- the description of the podcast. But I have pain. And I have insecurities too, man. Just wanted to be truthful to the world. That's all. And at the end of the day, I just want to help myself to help as many people as I can. That's all. If you guys made it to the end, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I love you guys. And yeah, take care. Tell someone that you love them and go do something nice for someone today because they genuinely deserve it. You guys mean the world to me. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.